0: A Shishkin Productions podcast. We flesh the concept out or not. Is it fleshed or flushed? Fleshed. It is fleshed, right? I, th- I think so. It's not flushed? Well, I mean, you could probably flush something out of your system. Yeah, so we flush that concept out of our system. <laughs> <rid> of <laughs> hey,
1: what's up, sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of The Sizzle Reel. But I got to say, Chris, you know all about it. Yeah, there's there's a controversy. There was a massive controversy last week. It's a scandal. It's a scandal, and before
0: we go any further in today's show, we need to address it. Look, we're we're responsible, you know, like we something bad happened and we're we're here to fix it. Last week,
1: we did a contest, and mm-hmm. well, it was a two-week-long contest. And uh, the winner, you had to just send in, send in an email about something annoying mm-hmm. that happens at work. Yep. And the winner gets to go hit golf balls with us and go drinking. Yeah. Um, We did not do our due diligence as a podcast. And I speak for Chris on this one as well, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't even have <laughs> access to the email account, but yeah, I'll, blame me too. We spun the wheel and we didn't proof the emails. Look, I think part of it was, and I'm not trying to build excuses, but... The winner of the contest was a guest on the show. He was there live. Mm-hmm. so, you know, we just figured it was all good. No one knows what. I don't
1: it was it was a very interesting. He planned to show up uh, that day and kind of record with us. Yeah, and somehow he won. I was weird. It's really weird. Uh, the guest in question is a man named Ben. and uh, he said he he looked like he won, but he really lost. We opened his email. His email says nothing about. Any annoying thing that happens at work or creatively. Instead, it says, "Quote: Let's go hit some fackin' golf balls, keyed, yeet." Wow. Hmm. So that's that's not it's not cool. Yeah, it's not cool. Obviously. You do
0: not follow the directions. So he I'm has been disqualified. He's been disqualified. It's, it's you know we had very few rules to this contest. You really could have written one sentence about something that annoys you. Yeah. And that there's nothing annoying in there. So without any Except further he, ado, that's pretty annoying. He, yeah. Well, the whole thing is fucking, Uh, with
1: that, uh, without any further ado, <laughs> we're gonna respin <laughs> the wheel. We're gonna do it live right now on the show, like we did last time. Oh, uh, do I, have Chris? To? You wanna, um, you know what? I can, I can film it, Chris. You yeah. wanna press the button? Where? Um,
0: what button do I press? Yeah, here,
1: like, come on, come on around this way. Um, you'll see. You just gotta click anywhere on that wheel. Give me a second to pull up this video. All right, folks, we are rolling. That's Chris right there. This is the wheel. Here we go. We're going to spin it. We're going to see who wins the contest. All right. It's It's spinning. spinning. And it landed
0: on. I can't see it yet. Oh my God! Aemon. Aemon. Oh my goodness! Amen did it. Amen. Hell, hell, hell yeah, Amen. What That's what's, what's up. Amen won the contest. Oh Should, my! Should we peel back the curtain at all?
1: This on is this? poetic justice really like is. we've never seen before. This is fantastic. The sizzle real arc has fully completed. This is beautiful. What an ending to the story.
0: <laughs> so, Go ahead, Chris, you could tell him. Okay, so. The, even more controversy, even more scandal. <laughs> when Ben won, it was actually the second time we had spun the wheel. That's right. Because we recorded an entire... Gotta, well, we didn't you gotta, record... You pause for the gasp. Uh, <laughs> it's <so> the second... <gasps> what? <laughs> you know how many people's everyday lives are hinging on this shit? I know, right? How, how Joe's commute is hinging on this. So we, uh, we spun the wheel, and... Eamon won the first time, but the problem was we weren't recording the session. <laughs> so we had to re-record the first half of last week's Sizzle Reel. So we had to re-spin, and Ben won on the re-spin. That's right. So the fact that Amon won on the first and the third spins. He got he got this taken away from him and he yeah. never even knew. We and never he, even told him. You know what? And he won it back. He won it back. Or the universe won it back for him. That's, uh, that's OK. So I feel so much better about this controversy. What a
1: fucking incredible. This I think we, we should be up for a potty. Yeah. Know, or know, a potty, a potty, that's what they call it. got go uh, Yeah. We got to go. We like to potty. <laughs> we like to potty. Uh, it's it's like the podcast awards
0: i imagine i don't know that might <clears> not <throat> be true sure um christian plug, so, plug
1: socials real quick yeah like,
0: we are at sizzle real gang on twitter and instagram in mm-hmm. fact you can watch that uh that spin of the wheel on instagram so you yeah. know no bullshit yeah we're, we're we're open the spins actually by the point by the time you'll hear this the spinner will have gone up we're mm-hmm. putting the spin up early be, being very transparent yeah. about it uh <laughs>
1: Even though we already did this
0: twice, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, we are Gang at gmail.com. That is the email that you would uh, you could have won this contest if you What's sent it? us an email about what is annoying in your creative endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on TikTok Shishkin Productions. Mm-hmm. You can get Chris's tip of the day there as well as Instagram and uh, where it's else prob- are we? Probably about That's it. much no, it. Uh, The, the cold line. Oh, the cold line. Three three
1: two three 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 forty three sixty one. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Call in the cold line. Do all that. But also, you know what? Uh, like you said on Instagram, says a real gang. You could follow us there. Check in the, on the tip of the day. You yep. could even write in. And you know who wrote in? Oh yeah. This is pretty cool. This is wild. So last year, you may remember. I don't. I didn't pull it up. So I don't know what episode number it was. Sometime in April of last year, I think we did a an episode basically about our favorite, uh, composers in the music libraries that we're members of. Right. So yep. we, I think we reviewed, we looked through epidemic sound and we looked through soundstripe. soundstripe. Um, cause we use those two libraries a lot in yep. a lot of our work. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically for a lot of, uh, you know, we, we, we do a little bit of work for Intel sometimes. So for a lot of their videos, we tend to use one artist a lot named Cody Martin. Yep um i think also goes by CK, ck martin cody kurtz martin uh we use a lot of his songs cuz they just have that you know they got that nice hopeful inspiring optimistic mm-hmm. tone it's good for telling like stories about uh you know that that need to be like positive about changing the yeah, world it's that like that uplifting kind of corporate type stuff yeah. um but it's also it's also good for just like he, yeah, he does some it.
0: other stuff too like i've used uh his uh, music in a couple major league soccer videos like like the MLS works videos like things that are yeah. not exactly sports it, it, but they're it's, kind it's, of tangential it's good
1: for like 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 human good stories like right? mm-hmm. the, the beautiful the good things in life and exactly. like how to like you know make uh make the best of a situation that kind of stuff I don't know positive you're right really positive stuff um either way I checked the DMs yet the other day. I was kind of looking at it, and we got a DM from mm-hmm. Cody Martin. I know that's Cody listened to the podcast from uh, whenever that was, and uh, he said he liked it. He approved of it. He he rated it out of ten. He uh, gave t- us a five and a half. Five and, and so a half. That's like, actually generous. We did pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, w- he decided that was good enough for him to want to come on. I think so. He might. I don't want to like say he is because uh, we haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. But. He might come on the show at some point.
0: Yeah. No, that's uh, I'm really excited about that. One of these days we'll get our first real guest. God damn it. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> A guest who isn't just one of our friends. Yeah, um, So it might be Cody Martin. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and then he, he followed me. I guess he likes my tip oh, of the day. Oh, he did. I didn't realize it's, that. Uh, but no, it's, it's really cool to, you know, to have someone whose music we use all the time for him to reach out to us. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Y- you texted me while I was like shopping at TJ Maxx and I was like, Oh my God, Lisa, check it out. <laughs> and she hilarious. was like,
1: uh, okay. She's like, who is this guy? Uh, I um, mean,
0: uh, not Lisa Casper.
1: Oh, sorry. Casper or, uh, purple. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's episode 29. It's called music to our ears. Um, April 19th of 2021. If you want to hear some of that, if you want to listen to Cody, um, Yeah, that's, uh, that was a, that was a wild thing. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, all right. Um, before we get too far into the show, we're going to plug the networking event we got coming up, Mm -hmm. um, March 11th. Yep. At wandering At wandering barman and at the studio here. Um, if you want to come check out the studio, come by and, uh, you know, just again, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter or email. We'll send you the flyer. You can RSVP. Yep. Um, yeah, it should be a good time. It's a good networking event for anyone in New York, or if you just happen to be in New York at that time. Um, specifically,
0: this is in East Williamsburg. Sure. Uh, and yep. it's for creatives of all of all types. Exactly. The first time we did this was in December, and it was mostly a uh, come check out our new studio and, like, come see what we can do for you. But I think this one's going to be a little bit more open-ended and just, like, a general networking for people in media. Yep. Like, you know, we're trying to get as many people as we can uh, from all different types of media. Yeah, and, whether uh, you do podcasts, make
1: videos, maybe you're a photographer, maybe you're an illustrator, maybe you just work in marketing or whatever, like literally anything. Maybe you work in the music industry. I don't know, like yeah. any anything, yep. anything in media at all. Come
0: on by. Um, I, I made a flyer for it. What'd you think? Flyer's a little trippy. It, it was pretty cool. A little trippy. Uh, there's a video flyer and a, a still image yep. and uh, the, the video flyer has you literally flying through, uh, like, uh, through a bun- doorways, through doorways. Because yeah. Like arches. Gonna, yeah.
1: Because this event's going to open a lot of doors for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. That that's, so, I love the symbolism.
1: Yeah. That was, that, that was intentional. That was motivated for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into uh, the voicemail. Joe, we got one
0: from Joe Nana here. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Joe Nana, long time listener, first time caller. Also third place amateur disc golfer in the drear Park uh county league for uh west palm beach um i'm just calling you know i'm actually out here on the course right now catching around de-stressing uh from a long work day i'm just wondering what do you guys do to sort of de-stress after a a long project or a long day hi I drink you drink no um, tea water yeah coffee Uh, of the above I like I like watching sports like that's the main thing I'll go home and watch sports typically or play video games yeah um yeah that's
1: I can't I don't really like watching anything like when I get off because I'm just like I'm done with watching shit Mm -hmm. but uh I'll I'll listen to podcasts and like play video games on mute basically (laughs) so I just like (laughs) And it's the same thing. It's either basketball or, or soccer or hockey. It's usually basketball. I'll just like turn the sound off mm-hmm. and uh, just put on a podcast and just sit there, just like a uh, bump on a log, just playing the same fucking 2K game of, over and over and over and over
0: again.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, no if it makes story. You happy, though. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's a good, it's relaxing. Is the yeah. Thing. That's what it, it's all about. You can kind
0: of check out mentally in a way. Like you've played enough times, you know what you're doing, and like you. I don't know. It's just I just something can't. to take up time without too much mental. I just
1: don't really like watching like movies and TV and shit because I just can't help. Like my brain starts like going when I, when I watch those, you know, like when it comes to video games and podcasts, I can sort of just like zone out and just chill and like appreciate them for what they are. But afterwards I'm like, cool. I can separate myself really easily Yeah. with movies and, and TV. Like as I'm watching it, I'm just like, looking for stupid shit i'm just like looking at like the lighting and the editing and like this and the costumes and why did they do this and i wonder who was here oh this person was probably holding up a thing fanning all this smoke right next to the camera like mm-hmm. just random shit like my brain won't stop thinking about it so
0: i um with movies and tv i i don't love watching them when i get home just because like i have to really lock in and pay attention to it and i like I just spent the entire day locking in and paying attention to edits. And I just, I kind of want to turn off when I get home. I don't want to do any real effort. Um, you also recently you've been playing pool like two or three times
1: a week. I haven't played pool. That's a good point. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to like not going straight home, I like to go play pool with the engineer. Will, uh, bill waters, Mm -hmm. the man, the myth, the legend. We'll go play a little pool. You know, that's really fun. Um, But we mostly we're thinking about trying to rent out like a private room so we can go like just with people we know and play because playing pool. Sometimes you you go to the fucking bar and you just end up a it it sometimes costs too much money. Mm -hmm. There's one bar around here that I I don't want to plug it because the bar fucking sucks. But sometimes they'll pull the the thing off the side of the pool table if it's really dead and you can just play free pool and there's like no one back there. That's when it's great. But when you have to pay for it and there's people back there, it's legit one of the worst places to be because everyone's such a dick
0: there. Yeah. It's like terrible. I don't like playing with people. I don't know. To be honest. It, it,
1: yeah. It's not it because the people make it fucking annoying. That's like yeah. the same reason I like don't like playing games online is because it's like same, dude, Yeah. It's not that crazy. It's not that competitive. Like yeah. we're playing for creativity and for fun. Like exactly. why are we
0: trying to make this? Competitive? Well, and I'm not very good at pool in the first place. So like playing against someone who's actually good it's like i'm i'm only gonna get better by like losing and losing and losing and just not having a good time so i'm, yeah. I'm gonna get dissuaded from playing at all because i'm never having a good time but there, if i'm playing with friends it's like who cares there was that one time when you were playing pool when you were really oh, yeah. good yeah i was um tripping balls on acid yes but i mean you could see where the ball was going uh-huh, before you hit yeah. it yeah I was Chris, also taking, like, 30 seconds before each hit. Chris was lining
1: up every hit, which we were letting him because it was like, well, you're tripping, so you're good. You can line this up. And But he would get down on his knees, so his head was level with the pool table, and he would, like, eyeball it and then, like, shoot from his knees. And I legit think you didn't miss, like, a single shot that game. We got completely trounced. I was like, this is insane. I don't know how we lost was, this game. It was a fun game. I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember um, part of it. What I will say about the competitiveness thing, it's kind of the same reason I don't like metrics, you know, like because it's it's the same exact concept. It's yeah. like, cool. Uh, when people are like, oh, how's, well, how ma- how's the metrics? Or like, for example, how many listeners does the show have? It's like, I don't, that's not the fucking point. Like, mm-hmm. that's not why we, that's not why I like to do it or whatever. You know, I, it's like metrics are the competitiveness of uh, content creation. I don't know. So
0: yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I, and a lot of people do create for the metrics like they're creating to get big or whatever. Cause they
1: have to, cause they have no choice.
0: Yeah. But for us, we're just creating cause uh,
1: we're, we're creators. We are, we are creators. We're, content we're, creators. we're, we're
0: storytellers. bro. Yeah. yeah, dude.
1: Um, Chris, uh, you know, we applied for the post New York Alliance We
0: did, and believe it or not, they let us in.
1: They let us in. They didn't listen to this podcast. Oh, they didn't. They don't know what's coming for them. No, I'm just joking. It's going to be a fun time. But they uh, emailed us the other day, and I guess they have like a newsletter or something, Mm -hmm. Um, and they want us to... Do some sort of uh, interview for it or something like that? Yeah, know, so a lot of that. a lot of
0: places will just have you write a blurb about your company and then they'll just run with that. But I think they want to do an actual interview with us and they want to write the blurb. Like they want to yeah. ask, ask the questions that, you know, think that they think are important. And I don't know. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, they said, Um. that's right. They said
1: they would like to include a blurb about our newest member, Shishkin Productions. And they want to know if we're available for a quick interview with their publicity team. So... We decided we're going to send Chris oh, in there one-on-one solo dolo, it. and right now we're going to do a mock interview. I'm <sighs> going to pretend I'm the person from New York Post Alliance. Oh my God. Chris is going to have to answer to the best of his ability. You ready for this, Chris?
0: Yeah, look, I, I've been interviewed on this show before, and I didn't get the job, but I thought I knocked the interview out the park. I'm just so honest. Yeah? So you think you think you can do it? No. Oh, so you, okay, well, here well, we go. Well, this is why we're practicing. All right. So, Chris,
1: um, thank you for taking this Zoom call with me. First of, of all, just wanted to say, th- please don't interrupt me Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, it's, it's
0: the Zoom. I I'm, I thought, you know, there's a delay.
1: This is unacceptable. <laughs> uh, hopefully, this interview just goes better from here on out. So, why did you want to join the Post-New York
0: Alliance? Uh, For networking opportunities. Mm, okay. It's mm-hmm. a little one-dimensional of an answer, but yeah. I guess I'll allow it. Yep. So, tell me a bit about what you do at your...
1: Uh, your studio. What what do you guys focus on?
0: Uh, well, we do largely uh, corporate internal videos. Ugh, yikes! Yeah, but we Boring. also we, we work <laughs> we work with <laughs> with a couple of more exciting uh, organizations like Major League Soccer and uh, the National Hockey League. Uh, um, I'm not really into sports, so I don't know a, what those things are. That's okay. We also work with Complex sometimes. They have, you know, they do hot ones and sneaker shopping. Never heard of that's it. That's not what we do, but we work with them. Have you worked on any movies or anything cool like that? Uh No.
1: Okay. Well, we okay, made some TikToks fine. the hmm. other day. I don't know how we're going to angle this in the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, what about you? What's your favorite part of uh, the job? Let's turn this into a you story.
0: Okay, my favorite part about the job is um, uh, bringing in new freelancers and teaching them the business and and Oof. helping them grow into their new career. Doesn't sound
1: like a professional to me. Doesn't mm. sound
0: like a teacher. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, Chris, thank
1: you for doing this interview. <laughs> yeah, um, no problem. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll per- maybe write the blurb. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for your time Thanks for doing. Please don't run me. <laughs> Click. Uh, Chris, that was pretty good. I hope uh, you can, can do that performance as well. All uh-huh. right. Uh, the last thing before we get to the, the break, um, dude,
0: we've had, a uh, we've had random podcast shit coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of uh, weird. A lot of it lately. I think maybe is it next week or two weeks from now, we're going to have racks in. We're doing our like little uh, tech rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, we had racks in last, last week, I guess by now it's been like 10 days. Yep. Um, And he and his buddy sponge came through and we just kind of talked out what we want his podcast to be. Um, It's, it's going to be live streamed, I think. Yes. I believe that is the, that is the goal. I think that's the ultimate thing that he wants to do is
1: have a live stream. So we're going to try to figure out how that works. We're going to try to hook yep. the FX6
0: up to OBS. Yeah. And live stream from the FX6. I gonna be our don't know how possible it is. Yeah. It's going to be our first time live streaming anything, I think.
1: Yeah. And if you want to look him up, uh, his um, Instagram, it's Racks. I-T-S. Racks. R-A-C-K-S. R-A-C-K-S. Right. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> Rax wants to do a show. And we know Racks from, uh, from Complex and from stuff like that. But... Uh, he's going to, I don't, I don't even want to necessarily say what the name of the show is. Cause I don't know how he, yeah, he wants ba- basically to he's going to tell fun stories. It's like a storytelling type yeah. show. Yeah. And, um, the, yeah, the live stream aspect of it's going to be crazy. We're going to try that. Uh, hopefully is going to launch sometime in April. I think basically he's going to handle all of the, the video part of it in terms of releasing it. And then we'll maybe on our network release the audio part. I yeah. think that's probably how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, germ from ask not me anything sure it came to us with another concept so we're trying to find a sponsor for that one because uh, our goal is to try to
0: well like i think not I think bleed money anymore we have a sponsor in mind but we have to make the pitch to them um and that's what we've been doing the past week is kind of like we put a script together we're going to do some reads and just kind of ha- have a, a an audio element to present to them when yeah. we present everything else to them
1: yeah and then at the end we're going to say please give us money please please um <laughs> we've been chatting with uh slam magazine <coughs> sure. and the company behind that RTG. Um, they're going to be doing the pitching for that one, right? Yeah. Looking so what happened was we actually have been talking to them for like a year and we finally got to the point in the last call where we
0: fleshed the concept out enough. is it fleshed or flushed? Fleshed. It is fleshed, right? I, th- I it's think not so. Flushed. Well, I mean, you could probably flush something out of your system. Yeah. So we flushed that concept out of our system <laughs> got rid of it. <laughs> no, we flushed the concept out enough where, um, they are now like
1: okay cool this is at the point where we're on board with it we think that we can take this places so they're gonna go you know to some places where they have connections to some bigger networks Mm -hmm. to try to sell this as a one season of this narrative type show yeah and it Um, probably sounds a little bit better coming from from, slam. Yeah, exactly. Coming from us. a random production company. Exactly. exactly. So what's going to happen is, you know, and a shout out to Vin, air Vince one, because air Vince one did a lot of work on putting that deck together and pursuing this. So if, um, you know, who knows? We'll see if those meetings get set up, but basically they're going to help us retool the deck a little bit, give it a refresh redesign. Uh, kind of come up with an, a look, I guess, for that show. Um, and then we're going to try to Basically, they're gonna they're gonna partner with. They're hoping to partner with us, so we can both co-produce it. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. If it happens, cool. If not,
0: that's no big deal. But it's it's cool because it's a concept that we've been you know uh, ideating on for like a year and a half now. Yeah. So to see it sort of start the first actual step in in getting made.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then there was another place that reached out to us the other day that is like, um, oh yeah, a it's widely a, known like publication. Yeah. It's, and a, it's they, a publication
0: that's been around for over
1: a hundred years. Yeah, and they, oh is it really? I didn't yeah, know that. And no. they do like um you know it's like news type shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um basically yeah, they just reached out randomly to us, I think. And yeah. and we're like, hey, we want we have this thing with this show that we do and we need um, a company to produce it and it would, it would be like either daily or multiple times a week. Oh, it's like, I didn't realize it was that often. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, me and engineer will, we're talking about it the other day and we were like, yo, that would be dope. Cause that's consistent podcast work for the first time really for this company. Yeah. Like that'd be we've amazing. I really had that. So, uh, a lot of, uh, interesting developments in that. Um, this, maybe this we'll make like Maybe we'll eventually make the money back from
0: building this I was room. just about to say, yeah, we, we might from actually... From building the Crypto.com podcast here. Crypto. Well, Crypto.com, you know, they, they they built it for us. It's they all did. sponsored. But. Shout out. I, t- I can't believe I'm like openly supporting Crypto.com. I've literally <laughs> never even been on the website. Same, know. same. Look, fortune
1: favors the brave. Um, is that Crypto.com? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, BitConnect.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, what, uh, uh, what do you think about the podcast, though? Um, I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. It's weird cause I'm not really a part of most of the podcast conversations. Uh, I'm usually dealing with edits. Yeah. We leave you on the video side. I know. Because, I know. Uh, so I'm always kind of in the dark. So I, am just learning some of this now, but also look, uh, with the, with the germ podcast, I've been in on those meetings. At least I haven't contributed much other than a possible name. Um, the podcast stuff you don't even really need to be in on, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just like to, to know to, what's yeah. going on because, yeah. like, sometimes people come through and you're not here or Will isn't here, and it's like, well, I got to talk to him about something. I got yeah, to understand yeah. what their concept is so that I I'm not right. just some some jerk off in right, the corner. Right, right?
1: Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you're you're kind of the main video guy, you know yeah. what I mean? So, but the
0: podcast stuff is uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. How I'm it goes. I'm pretty excited about it. Just like having seeing the space get use used is cool. And even yeah. like just rounds of sound having actual artists come in, like I always think that's cool. Yeah. Just and like, you know, we're gonna try to do a rounds of sound
1: secret show at Tree Fort. Oh. So I think this is the first time that news is breaking. Actually I, didn't I, I know I, about I, that I mentioned it on Twitter. Um but is yeah. it really a
0: secret then? Well
1: it's gonna be like a friends and family show that gotcha. we're not gonna like widely promote. Basically we're hope- hoping to just get the artists in. It's gonna be straight up a classic like, no electricity show. It's just acoustic instruments. If you have a Casio keyboard that, like, plays out loud, cool, you can bring that. But, like, we're not having amps. We're not having mics. It's just, like... No lights. Candlelight only. No candlelight only. Yep. Actually, literally no lights. We have to sit in the dark for about 30, 45 <laughs> minutes so our pupils get adjusted. Then we can start playing. It's called the Bat Show. Ooh. That's so, why, yeah. We're going to play with sonar. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> um, Let's go to the fucking break. Man. <laughs> we're going to come back. We're going to talk about... Uh, we we'll talk about uh, a little production, a little production stuff. It's yeah. going to get production heavy in the second half here. And this is a post-production podcast. I know. I'm just we didn't really even talk post-production. We just talked audio for the first half, <laughs> and production for the second <laughs> half. So this is a beautiful episode. We will be right back. Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs.
0: I'm here with Hannah Chidagu.
2: The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone.
0: We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and just like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested?
1: The one and only Liam Kazara.
0: Yeah, here's what I'll say: You got to walk all your gear up to fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun.
1: That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound.
0: Welcome back, Sizzlers. Now, during the break, we actually had uh, a certain person show up, mm-hmm. and we almost didn't let him in. Honestly, yeah, I mean. There's going back to the controversy. Yeah, it kind of why 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 did we let him in? The way that he sullied and disrespected our
1: names. It's it's the eater cheater. It's unbelievable. It's the eater cheater. Ben is here, and we're gonna give him a little second to defend himself. Why did you? Why did you disrespect the pod like that?
2: Well, I'm um, I'm here. I'm here. You can't stop me. From being well, here. I didn't first of we, all, let, we let you in. Uh, we yeah, want to give got, you your piece. I got the door code. I got the front door code. So you <laughs> okay. literally can't stop me. Uh, it's
1: 69,
2: 420, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Just let that sit. New, new controversy. New controversy right there.
1: What's up, man? Quit dodging the subject. You disrespected the pod and we're all aware of it. So let's go ahead
2: and, and talk about it. What all right. Well, for, first and foremost, the disrespect was not intended uh, it was more so. Weirdest I mean, apology I ever heard. You, you this you sounds gotta, like a normal apology. You gotta, you gotta let me I'm finish. I'm sorry if anyone was offended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. All right. Well, like I said, the any disrespect to the pod was not intended. Uh, You know, I am just lazy, honestly. Uh, I definitely have any number of stories from work that I could have put into that email. Um, And I was kind of just counting on you guys uh, and your your team of staff over here that check the emails and, you know, run through all the entries uh, to basically be lazy. Uh, You know, I had had one contest. In the past, uh, not putting in much effort, and I was mm-hmm. I was kind of just hoping to, to do that again. I, yeah, I definitely no. knew the rules, uh, I knew what I was doing. Sure. So I I am sorry. There we go. I am I was waiting sorry. For it, <laughs> waiting for it. Okay, okay. but uh, yeah. the the fact of the matter <laughs> remains that uh, no no disrespect was intended. I'm okay. just lazy. I uh-huh. I
0: actually I accept the apology and I respect your reasoning because. I do a lot of things, or don't do a lot of things, because
2: I'm lazy. Oh, yeah, I think it's a valid excuse. I'm efficient. That's how I like to so, put it. So now I have kind of an important question here. Am What's I up? completely disqualified, yeah, or if I you were okay. disqualified, so we I,
1: respun the wheel earlier in the show. You you'll wanna, have to tune in. No, don't tell him. Well, you'll have to tune in on Instagram to find out. Right. He doesn't. We right. don't owe him anything. Let let this let this simmer and marinate for a couple weeks. The the, the cosmos uh, decided. You know, like when a dog pees on the floor and you show it. You Uh pee on the floor. That's what we're
2: showing him right now. You cheated on this fucking contest, man. Well, you're also showing that you're uh, banned from the next contest. Damn, really? Yes. And the next one?
1: Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. He is. And the next one was a trip to the, to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to rent. A, we were gonna buy Dogecoin. We are going to rent a SpaceX. That's uh, pretty all right with uh, me. All right, let's, 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 I'm okay with missing out on that one. you can hang out for as long as you want um, on this next segment because we were going to talk about uh, production. So last yeah. week, it's actually kind of fitting as a uh, bookend. You were here last week. We talked about prepping to go out with the camera yep. um, to go shoot some stuff at Wandering Barman. And we did that last week so we, we did it it was fun um, shout out to Air Vince one for flying around on the gimbal i mm-hmm. um, really putting the air in Air Vince one flying <laughs> gimbal the Vince one gimbal Vince one um, Chris yes how do you how did it go? What do you think? Did you have fun?
0: Yeah, I actually had fun. It was the first time that we did like real production in a long time, like setting up for a shoot uh, for Derms podcast. Ask not me anything. We did like a three camera shoot, but it was the same thing every week. And it's just like getting just getting the person in the shot and in focus, you know, like Mm -hmm. nothing complicated. We didn't move the cameras at all once they were set. Um, This time we actually brainstormed concepts and then figured out the best way to shoot them you know like we we're, yeah. we weren't really like location scouting because we know the spot but we were just like figuring out the best way to shoot them the best places to shoot them um the lighting i think i had a lot of fun doing lighting because yeah vince brought his uh, nan lights they're yeah. called they're these long tube lights and they <clears throat> they really change the colors on them and stuff exactly they're really dope because yeah you can change the colors uh they're very customizable and they even have some like special modes like if you're trying to do like police lights in the background you, yeah. it, it has that fun Function, um, so it was really fun. We for one of the shoots, like we leaned into the purple because there are like a, a pinkish. Yeah. There's a lot of pink in Wandering Barman, pink purple hue. Yeah, there's cool. also usually a lot of orange on the wall, but it was daytime, so we didn't we didn't do that part this time. Yeah, um, it was cool. Yeah, we we did a couple concepts showing off the different bottled cocktails. We did like a small tour and like did some stuff where Ben is doing the bottle or not quite the bottling, but some of the the some boxing of, the, some and of the behind labeling. the scenes stuff. Yeah. I um what I thought
1: was cool, well basically here's a rundown of what we did, you know, and we're not like really production people, we're post people. But yeah, we showed up. Um we took about a half hour to set all the gear up, like get everything, unpack everything, set all all the chargers up, set mm-hmm. all, all just get everything all set up so when we wanted to use it, it was ready to go. Yep. Um then we took about ten to fifteen minutes to go through our brainstorm list of the concepts that we decided we wanted to do. Um, go through our shot lists and kind of just really pick two to three videos to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, And once we had that, that was another, like that was 15 minutes. Right. And then we kind of got started. So it was about an hour until we really got things rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing we, we basically got the gimbal started flying around and like getting a bunch of B roll, uh, while we were doing that, Chris was setting up the other shoot, which was uh, uh, the FX six on sticks. Yep. Um, and Chris was setting up the nan lights, lighting the foreground, lighting the background, framing, whatever. Um, and while he was doing all that, we just were flying around getting B roll. Then by the time you were done with that, you joined us. You Hollywood a delight a, f- yep. f- a few times for the rest of the B roll shoot. Um, and yeah, that B roll shoot probably took another hour, hour? or so. Um, and then we basically, we ordered lunch, we've finished the other concept and then we ate lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what really was interesting to me was that it was like three, we didn't set aside that much time. I think we set aside four hours, but we we yeah. kind of showed up like half an hour late. So in three, three, in three hour hours, shoot. in three hours, we did, I think two to three concepts Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We shot a lot of stuff so it can all... If you really want to repurpose everything we shot, you could fucking repurpose it probably for, uh, I don't know, maybe like 60 TikToks if you really want to, because there is that much stuff. But I think for the concepts that we planned, we got three concepts done and it happens every time in production. But it's always like, man, things take so much longer than you think they're going to take.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're out there filming three, you know, 15 second TikToks and it took three hours. Yeah. Um, again, though, like I said, we did film
1: a lot of really cool shit. So mm-hmm. if it just depends on the pace you edit them, right? Yeah. If you want to edit together, you know, fifteen shots, cool. Yeah, you can make one TikTok that's fifteen shots. But if you want to just use one cool gimbal shot, that also counts as a as a piece of content. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Uh, ben, what did how how did you feel about the about the shoot? Geofun?
2: fun? Uh, I thought it was really really good. You guys are insanely efficient. Um, you definitely came in and set up super fast. Uh, we got a ton shot and done, uh, in the three hours and you're, you're talking about three concepts and technically that's correct. We shot three of the concepts that we had talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's at least four to six videos there, if not more, I mean, you're right. You could make 60. We're not going to do that, but uh, (laughs) I think for our purposes, there's at least 4 to 6 like really solid videos there things like the b-roll that we're going to try and turn into like a introduction to the brand and the product using voiceover that can easily be split up into two 30 second tiktoks
1: yeah
2: um where you're using the first one to drive likes and follows you know like follow for part 2 kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then you drop the second one eventually uh, yeah. And I, I think there's definitely more there than it initially seems like. And to get that done in three hours is super good.
1: Um, one thing that I really liked that we did, it was kind of in the middle when we had a little bit of a, a lull when we were kind of we just finished ordering food and we were about to get to the next scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to submerge the phone. Yeah, in a in a in a little glass. Yeah, and then it was it like was to pretend you were like the POV of you being a cocktail. Yeah. So we flipped the phone over with the camera, uh, dipped the camera basically in the cup and put the ice in it, so it covered the camera a little bit. Poured the cocktail in it, so it went up part way, and then served it, and it was all like being POV of a of a cocktail. But that was the craziest part is that like. That came off a phone. It still yeah. looks cool because the Looked phone's plain. fucking
2: shoot dope shit. So yeah. And it like, still took a good, like, 15 takes yeah, to get it, one or two or three that we were like, that's usable. That's yeah, true. It did
1: take a while. But that was also because the, the way the phone was wedged, it kept accidentally hitting, uh, re- stopping the record. So, you yeah. know, we, we can only do it a few times. But, yeah, that one came out cool. And it was nice to have something, like, immediately tangible right off of our shoot. Because yeah. if we just did all that and then it was like, okay, cool. Now we have to wait like with the fact that we were able to at least have one piece of content right off, right out of the shoot immediately. That was was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And Ben's already got it like basically queued up and ready to go. Um, I need a good
1: caption. Yeah. You guys have, Uh, um, I don't have one. I'm not much of a caption guy. I usually just use for Chris's tip of the day. I just use one word usually. Um, one word caption. What I was going to say also was, you know, it's funny. We brought the FX six and we set it all up and you, you lit it real nice and it was cool. And, uh, the FX six, basically we only have three clips off of it yeah. because like we had one concept that we wanted to do and we knew it and it was like, this is what we're going to do. So that's always a weird thing to try to measure, you know, you can't measure how well the shoot went or what any qualitative thing about it just by the number of clips, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can shoot three clips and get exactly what you need and you killed it.
0: That's that's how it worked. The FX six, we just, you know, it's a little bit too, big to fly with the equipment that we have so mm-hmm. we just kept it on sticks and everything else was pretty mobile we just had the one shot uh, we had a couple other concepts that we wanted to get to but we didn't quite have enough time um that would have also been on the FX6 mm-hmm. but i mean you know it, sometimes it's easier to be lightweight and that's so we used Vince's uh, a7s yeah and yeah
1: the a7s is great for that kind of stuff because it is very run and gun it's it's yeah. perfect um the fx6 you know it's pretty small as well but The way that we had it set up like it was just with the Rokinon cine lenses so we were using an 85 millimeter Rokinon cine lens
0: doesn't have autofocus exactly so like when you're flying it's it's kind of tough um and Vince also likes to uh have a monitor which weighs it down even more so it's just a little too big and bulky yeah and um you know I normally don't
1: really care too much about autofocus but in that situation, I think it was very necessary because yeah. we did want to shoot very shallow because we yeah. wanted to make it look cinematic. You know, yeah. um, I'm interested to see how that all transfers to 9 by 16 framing. We tried our best to keep everything right dead center on the crosshair in the middle of the monitor. So that way we can just literally drop it in and cut clip it and it works. Like we don't have to do any repositioning.
0: Yeah. Look at scrubbing through some of the footage. It looks like there might be some times where it doesn't fit perfectly in a nine by 16. But I mean, that's the thing with TikTok is like a lot of people are, they're a little bit more forgiving because they, they understand, like they can put two and two together. What's slightly outside of the frame. And the beauty of it is you can always
1: keep that, like, we're going to keep that footage here on the server and that project, like that folder, the wandering environment folder is going to be there. The footage will always be there. So we can always repurpose it if you want it for like you know Instagram or however the fuck you want to use it. Really, mm-hmm. could even make a Wandering Barman a
2: Super Bowl spot. Ooh, <laughs> that you know, would be expensive yeah. though. Our, our our budget's pretty low. If yeah, everyone
1: who listened to this is real gave one dollar, we could be well on our way. Yeah, yeah we'd, we'd still have, be two million dollars short. Yeah, but yeah. we'd have sixteen bucks, which is pretty good. Um, what did we learn from the shoot? Was there anything that you learned from that shoot? Uh, either one of you can go first, or I can start. Cause I have something right off top. You want me to go for it? Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, for me, the, you know, I'm always used to, I always say, and I think I said this multiple times on the set where I don't like watching things back. I want to shoot it and I want to observe it while I'm shooting and I've multiple eyes on the monitor looking at it. And that's how you just make sure you got it. I, if we don't think we got it, try it again. Um, But I don't like going back into the camera while we're standing there on set and watching what we just did. Um, Sounds counterintuitive, but to me, it's because I don't want a client seeing like this unpolished, like unfinished thing. Uh, When the client is so close, I don't want them to see it until it's gone through me as a director and I can go, "Okay, this is approved. The client can look at it, you know, because they're not always going to understand what the point of stuff is, you know, they'll have yeah. like, they'll say things and sometimes they'll have like dumb notes and you'll be like that. Yes, that's okay. In this case, cause we're going to cut before that or whatever. And it's like, it's, you just want to have to keep explaining things to them. Um, in this case, uh, I started out that way and I was like, I don't think we should watch them. And then at the end I was like, okay, cool. It's fine. I guess we should watch them. And it, it's a little bit different. Cause you know, you're not like just the client. You also played a part in the creative and you're, you know, today you came in the office cause you're going to be editing some of it. So uh, I think it's fair to show stuff in that regard. So I, you know, kind of learned to, to, uh, mitigate that, not to always be like, you can't show the footage or don't look at the footage.
0: Yeah. I typically I'm okay. I don't, I, I wouldn't show the footage to the client like that, but I would still probably watch it back for my own safety and edification just to make sure that, you know, I got it. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. And, I mean, I guess I wouldn't really do it that often when I would shoot. Like I would usually be pretty confident in what I got, but then I would get back to the edit and be like, oh, I should have probably looked a little bit closer because I didn't quite get it the way I wanted to. Um, That's maybe that's just a me thing, but sometimes I'll leave a shoot thinking that I got better footage than I actually did. Yeah. Um, What I always do, I always have this problem where I, uh, I, I move too
1: fast through motions and I don't sit long enough on things and I'll think that it's fine. And then in in post a bit, God damn it. Why didn't I sit longer on that? Or why did it, why did I get to that thing so quick? And just like, you know, there's this moving too fast, which is, I don't know. I really enjoyed the fact that I didn't have to put my hands on a camera the entire shoot. It makes it so much easier, like to just have to think about what you want and to like, be able to observe the monitor and let someone else like, do the motion because then you're just focused on literally what's being captured. Yeah. And that way you can kind of tell like, Oh, you can see the small things. Oh, uh, wait, let's redo it because this thing, you know, you're not focused on how you're moving and stuff.
0: Yeah. I I guess that's something I kind of learned in a way like I'm anytime I'm on set, I'm typically shooting. And this was one of the few times that I, I didn't really shoot anything. I set up a shot, but once we were ready to do that, that, Uh, Concept. I was kind of in the concept, so I couldn't be at the camera. But it was was interesting to look at a scene not through the lens of the camera, like to to look at the whole thing and then figure out what you want to show from there. Yeah, I mean, I love having that camera.
1: I just hate using that camera personally. I don't want to touch it. I think I've said this before in the pod. I don't want to touch the fucking camera. I would love for anyone... I know to use that camera or like, I'd love to come up with a concept and get someone to shoot something that I want to make, but I don't want to touch the camera. I don't want to do it. You don't both
2: like it. the uh, creative director
0: yeah. role. It I, sounds like I like operating cameras. I just like, I had never been, I wasn't creative directing, but I was, you know, kind of on the side like, I had just never been in that position before. And I'm a little bit slow on that camera is the problem. Like that's why I don't like shooting with I it. I don't know that camera at all. I don't, I don't know it. Like the le- Same. when I know my cameras, then I love shooting. Cause it's like, cause you can do everything quickly and you know exactly how to get there. Like, that's the really frustrating part is just like navigating menus and being like, wait, how do I change this? It's like, that's the, the least fun part about
2: shooting.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Ben, did you learn anything, uh, from the, uh, from from the shoot,
2: yeah, I learned a lot. The thing that sticks out right now in this conversation is I have a huge uh, newfound respect for quality B roll and the oh, process yeah. that it takes to get really high quality B roll stuff that's actually interesting and looks good and you know it makes me think back to videos and TikToks that I've watched that are you know thirty seconds to a minute of just B roll and a voiceover, yep, and maybe the voiceover is, is part of what keeps you engaged, but it's a combination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to go through the process of getting high quality B roll is like, takes a lot longer. Like most things in production takes a lot longer than you think. Uh, it, after the first few ideas you're like all right what what do we do that's gonna like look cool and interesting and helps tell the story yep. so yeah that's definitely i'm looking forward to going through the the footage today because that was a new experience for me yeah.
1: you learn anything
0: chris I, I thought
2: i just explained what i learned oh what was it
0: um <laughs> oh. the, the whole the cold like directing from outside the camera thing
1: Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. I thought you were piggybacking off off something else. I mean, uh, kind of, but not... Hey, we both learned the same thing. That's good. We can't use it on the later segment of what we learned last week.
0: I thought you you said you learned to show the, like to sometimes show the client the Yeah, show the
1: client and how to direct.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Directing is fun.
1: You've you've already been directing. I've I've directed like some tiny things, but I didn't know how to do it. I never felt like I was directing on those shoots. Hmm. Like... On this one, I was like, well, OK, I actually feel confident, confident, and comfortable where I was like, I remember I di- quote unquote directed a thing for uh, for that. We did like a, it was a video featuring the Harlem Globetrotters and we were partnered oh, with the Toronto Tourism Department or something like that. So I had to go to Toronto to all of these like famous Toronto landmarks like the CN Tower and like uh, they have this square that's kind of like their version of Times Square. Oh, um, yeah. And the aquarium and like uh, the Roger center or yeah, whatever. It is. Yeah. Shit like that. I don't know what, but basically the Harlem globetrotters were doing their spinning the ball and stuff and doing trick shots. And I had to like direct it. And I like, it just felt weird. I didn't feel like I was directing it. I was just like, yeah. Um, I don't know. It you weren't were confident in, in yeah, your Yeah, I just wasn't confident in it. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, okay, let's set this up. Okay, you go there, you go there. Like, well, I don't know. I just, I was, I was too young. It feels weird. Like, I was 25 or 26. It's like, yeah. when you're 25... And the people I was working with were all older. I was like, I can't direct you. Like,
2: and you're like, I don't know. Go over there and do some trick shots. You're the Harlem yeah. Globetrotters. Yeah. What
1: well, do I tell you to do? Yeah, exactly. And it was also like, yeah, I was like, that was one thing. That was on me. I wasn't well versed in like what they do or who they are. So that I fucked up. But like, I'm talking about the crew. The crew were like, I mean, the people we were working with were all like, prob- I was 20. Like, I'm t- Again, keep in mind, I'm 25, 26, whatever. They're probably in their in their. F- Forties, Yeah. And like as someone who was for like for the first time put in that position representing the company I was at at the time and going on like technically international shoot to try to direct this at 20. I was like, I don't feel comfortable telling someone in their fucking 40s how to operate like what to do it's like i get i would that. just be like well what shot do you think it would look coolest and they'd be like i would do this i was like great do that
0: like that's literally how i direct it and I that's mean, not directing. <laughs> like, i'm
2: telling you how to do your job over here kid
0: i mean so, sometimes relying on people to do their job is directing in a way I, I know that it's not like super hands-on but i mean you also have to consider if If you're like in your 40s and you're a cam op, then it's probably because you don't want to be a director. Like, maybe not necessarily, but probably you've had opportunities, or if you grinded it out, you you could move up there. So, some people don't want that responsibility. They just want to shoot. See, the thing is so for this shoot, we had partnered with like a small, like local production company. And so they were the
1: ones who were shooting it and they had the gear and all that. And I, I literally was if I recall correctly, I was the only person from oh, our company. There. That's awkward. And I was editing the thing. So I showed up and I was like, I'm going to be editing I, these. And I, I showed up thinking I was just going to edit it. But also I guess I ended up directing a and director I was like, editor. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's what I marketed myself as for a minute. But like, I just don't, uh, I, 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 I failed that one. I did not do very well. The videos came out fine, I think. But yeah. like, uh, I definitely can say like, I didn't go home afterwards and go, I directed that today. I went home and was like, we shot something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I was
0: there. I'm going to have to edit it later. That's like how I felt. You know what I mean? I so. mean, it might have helped you that. I mean, this is a, a little bit of a lower stakes project because they're people that we know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We're kind of not not doing it for fun, but a little bit for fun. Like, it's just. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think you're right. Like, if there was money involved, then it would feel a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, fuck, there's more pressure. You know, what I'm
2: there's cocktails involved. Yeah. Hell, that's true. Yeah.
1: There's product. Um, Chris, uh, we, so we were using the FX six, we we're using the Rokinon lenses, um, and Vince air Vince one had
0: this idea of renting the gear out, trying to make a little bit extra scrilla for the company on the side. Sure. Yeah. Um, if, if anyone listening is interested in renting an FX six with yeah. a Rokinon cine lens set, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? 250 bucks for a weekend
1: for the camera package, two fifty. for the lenses, 200. Okay. Um, but It's on ShareGrid is what he's going to try. He's trying to set it up on ShareGrid. How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident about that? I feel like no one's going to fucking rent it. I I don't think anyone's going to rent it. I think it's going to be more hassle than it's worth. I don't think we're going to make any money off of it.
0: I personally don't think we're going to make much money. I've never used ShareGrid. I don't know how often people are trying to rent an FX6, but... I did look up other FX sixes. Some of them are much cheaper. They're like 180. But I think we have a little bit of legitimacy because we're like Shishkin productions. We're not just like a guy with a camera who mm. that he'll, he'll run it out. Um, our price point is a little bit. I mean, we kind of are with the of, camera. It out. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it, you two, guys, you two guys, two guys you with know, camera. Man, you you can't, tell. You, yeah, can't yeah, tell. you can't tell. It looks a, like a company. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all a facade. Yeah. I the the main thing is it's nice to get a little extra cheddar, right? But yeah. So Vince is going to take twenty five percent as like a manager fee, right? Anyone,
1: whoever rents the camera out is taking twenty five percent as a manager fee. Yes. Like it's, if you show up and you facilitate the handoff and the delivery of the camera back. And you're overseeing that rental.
0: You get 25%. Yeah. So you get like an extra 50, 60 bucks, whatever. Yeah. Um, or that, however long they rent for you, Yeah. Share grid takes another 15%. So we're looking at, so we we get what? 60% yeah, of, a of, of a rental. rental the camera was like what eight grand something like that six grand something like that we would have to rent it out like a hundred times to make the money back granted that's not why we bought the camera yeah so if we can make like a thousand dollars from it that's i mean that's pretty cool that's a thousand dollars we didn't have before but it seems like it is going to be work yeah
1: i just don't see it happen i don't it's not i don't see it it happening i mean i guess it's not a problem to have it up because it's like you put it up whatever and then like hopefully it's passive income right that comes in but I just don't, I don't think that it's like a legit enough kit to, yeah, to, if we had like to garner an, any sort of, I think if we had like an Alexa mini I'm going to tell like you what, I actually think the lens kit itself will be rented out more than the camera. That, I think people reasons, are more yeah. likely to rent a pack of Rokinon Cine's e-mount, whatever for, uh, for the weekend than they are to rent out a. I think you're probably, probably right. And we also now have that micro four thirds to Sony e-mount. Oh adapter, yeah. So we could also like package that with it. Some people who are shooting on mirrorless or whatever, yeah, could also grab those cities and that mm. could be kind of good.
2: Now, are these things like cars in that they start depreciating as soon as you buy them? And- I, it depends. Mm-hmm. It's it's for camera bodies, I would say
1: mostly yes. Uh, for lenses, I would say it's kind of the opposite, depending on the lenses. Like some lenses are built really well and like there's certain like vintage lenses that are worth
2: even more because they're so rare and they have such a look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm just thinking as far as making your money back, if something is depreciating any money you're making towards it is like a good thing, right? Cause it's what it's worth and what you're making are getting closer and closer. But if something is, you know, a $5,000 lens and it's not going to get, any less expensive Mm. it's not going to depreciate right it's going to take you 500 times of renting it out to start paying for it you have to gauge how hard it is to rent it out i think the the camera bodies they do depreciate
0: but not crazy quickly like i think it'll be another at least two more years where the fx6 is like a pretty pretty high-end camera yeah um it really just depends on what other cameras are coming out and what their capabilities are. But yep, right 100%. now, the, the FX6, you know, it shoots 4K and 120 frames or 60 yeah, frames. Yeah,
1: 120, like, I think. And then if you want to do, or 120, 10, 1080, 2.5K, some shit, I don't know. If it you want to do S- S- S&Q, it'll do like 240 frames a second or some shit like that.
0: Basically, it has enough features that it's going to be fine for a couple of years. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how the rental stuff goes. We'll see. Can't hurt to try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're
1: just dipping our toes. Um, should we jump into the very last segment of the show? Yeah. All right. Here we go. What we learned last week.
0: What we learned last week. Uh, do you want me to start? Go ahead, Chris. What did you learn last week? (laughs) Last week, I learned that Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati for a year. (laughs)
2: I, yep. Had, yep. I had I no idea.
0: That. I knew that <laughs> you knew that. How? Why? Why was he the mayor? How did you? Why did you learn this? Uh, uh, because, extra follow up questions. Uh, uh, basically, because I was listening to uh, a podcast and it was Super Bowl week, so they're on Radio Row where they have a bunch. Basically, they have a lot of opportunities to have guests on, yep. and Jerry Springer was one of them. And uh, because Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Uh, they were talking about Cincinnati, and uh, Jerry Springer had like a whole political career before becoming jerry jerry damn i didn't know that did i ever
1: tell you about that concept that me and matt powers wrote called uh city with the king or something like that? yeah 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 where uh basically it was like set in the future where cleveland and cincinnati are both having such crazy like fiscal turmoil and they both cities have gone bankrupt and like the only way that they can maintain is by merging politically mm -hmm. so they become one city called cleveland addy and then uh there's like some weird loophole where like this it's it's centered around like a divorced dad and there's one loophole where he's moving from Cleveland to Cincinnati as they end up signing this deal and he's the only person who's lived in both places. Yeah, he,
0: he's like a government official right. and he moves from one government to the other. So yeah. he, he, he has the most inside knowledge. And so they go, you know what? I think you would have to be uh, the, the leader of
1: the thing, but he ends up being becoming king somehow and then he vin- wins the Olympics and they bring the Olympics to Cleveland. There's like a whole, It's. A, it's a, I'm just worried about what happens to Columbus and all of this. Uh, Columbus, Columbus, gets Columbus is behind. right in between. Well, the Cleveland Addy becomes the capital. Oh, fuck you, Columbus. hell is real. (laughs) I met someone from Cincinnati the other day, so I'm team Cincinnati now. Uh, I fuck with Cincinnati. Oh, by the way, Chris got a new nickname. I don't know if we told you this. Oh, he's got another one. Chris Lee Eastman. C.L.E. We're going to call him Cleveland from now
0: on. That's actually. Yeah, because he's an all star. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. now. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Hey, now. Um, Yeah, I actually growing up, I would always kind of fuck with Cleveland because CLE, those are my initials. There you go. Um, for me, what I learned last week, uh, it's like a,
1: this is, this is very like uh, uplifting, but uh, okay. keep, I, I wrote keep at it because, uh, you know, like I said, like we said earlier last week, we had that meeting with the slam and now it's like, looks like they want to get the wheels turning on that podcast idea or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's like, we've been meeting with them for over a year at this point. Oh, and yeah. Not like very consistently, just like. Once every couple quarters, we'll have a meeting and we'll just circle back and chat. Um, we've pitched them a ton of stuff, and like this is the first thing that's finally kind of slowly getting off the it's ground. Got legs. Yeah. And, and it's got, th- it's something that they're, they want to like help
0: push on as well, which I think is cool. But it's like w- that primordial fish slowly growing yeah, legs. Yeah. Getting it's getting on yeah, the land. It's, it's crawling it's like right a now. mud skipper. Yeah. Um, but, a, a swamp bug. A swamp bug. A swamp bug.
1: Um, but the thing that I was going to say is like, you got to keep at it, right? Like sometimes, you know, you you can't expect everything to happen right away. Like it's just, it's just not gonna like when it comes to business relationships, it's just not always going to happen right away. Some things cool. They'll come to you and go, and this is a red flag phrase in my opinion, but they'll say we're moving a thousand miles an hour. Like we're just like, we're hitting the ground running, blah, blah, blah. When someone says that, that means you're about to get overworked and completely fucked. Mm -hmm. Like you want ample preparation time, you don't want to hit the ground running. You don't want to do that. That means what that means, in my opinion, that's like business slang for we're
0: behind and we need to catch up quick or else we're fucked. And we're probably already a little bit disorganized. That's how we got behind in the first place. So anything that we give to you is probably going to be a huge pain in the butt.
1: But ultimately, yeah, keep at it, right? So like if you form a relationship with someone, just that's it. Cool. You guys had a little meeting. Maybe right now is not the time, but stay front of mind. You know, follow up every You know, follow up every month or every few months and just uh, just stay there, you know, and then keep working. And eventually maybe when the time is right, boom, it'll hit and something will grow from it. So you never know. Um, You want to participate in what we learned last week. Normally, we don't let the guests do it. And you've been banned, but we're going to allow you (laughs) if you want. Might Uh, as well end
0: end your last appearance on the show with a positive. Did you last Last
2: appearance ever? Yeah, dude, you got banned. banned.
0: (laughs) Well, I thought he was just banned from the next contest. He, he's
1: banned
2: from next contest and he's banned from the show until the next contest winner. I'm going to find a way to enter the you next one. It may not be me. It may be a surrogate. Shout out Gareth Marvel. Oh, my God. Ooh. OK, but I'm going to I'm going to find a way. <laughs> this is good. He's like the Venom
1: and like you're like Spider-Man and he's like Venom. The way, <laughs> even the way you guys are dressed today. Chris came in in a skin
2: tight Spider-Man suit. I that's did. Why. Yeah. And I'm out here just covered in goo. Yeah. And his tongue has been out the whole show. It's <laughs> wild. Wait, what did you uh, learn? What, last did I, week? what did I learn last week? Well, real quick on the Jerry Springer thing, I'm pretty sure his political career Is part of what inspired him to create the show. I believe it. He basically just learned that like Americans are so dumb. I can script this show. It's almost like the OG reality TV. Well, I
0: I think he got busted for soliciting a prostitute before
2: becoming mayor. Like, um, yeah. So Jerry Springer, that's just like an interesting thing. Uh, what I learned last week Um, now this doesn't have to be. It can be literally anything. It doesn't have to be production related. Literally anything. Okay. Okay. Um, what I learned last week. It's a tough one, right? Because when you get put on the spot, yeah, I think mind goes blank. I know, yeah. I know. Let me. I don't know. Do I have a second to like what, look look through Twitter and <laughs> go ahead? Why don't you look through Twitter while
0: Chris plugs the socials? Oh well, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on yes. uh, Instagram and Twitter. Where are Real Gang at gmail.com uh, Ben is no longer allowed to email us. He's not. Uh, and well, we're on TikTok Shishkin Productions. You mm. can get my tip of the day there. Mm. Also on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And we have a scissorial cold line. That's right. Three,
2: three, two, three, 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 43, 61. Uh-uh. swallow. book. Um, no, so, the, go ahead. you going to cut us off? What cool. I learned last week. That's what the show's all about. Ju- it just... <laughs> <laughs> what c- cutting you off? Hell yeah! Sorry, no, you're good. Uh, That's it. literally what the show's all about. Yeah, you should you should have heard the first half. Yeah, it
1: was just it was interruption after interruption. Well, uh, we actually initially had this show called "Pardon the Interruption," and then we got sued.
2: That's <laughs> uh, a good name. It's Go a good ahead. Name. What do you got for us? Uh, the Tinder Swindler. Did mm. you guys did I, you guys hear about this? I haven't watched it,
0: but I already kind of had the ending spoiled for me seen a little bit. Random shit
1: uh, on Twitter. So So I also read that phrase. I just don't know what it means. So
2: I also have not watched like it's on like Netflix or something. Mm. right? I have not watched that. But I read like a little bit about the story. Just sounds like like a catfish. What's going on here, dude? It's like a catfishing with fraud and like money shit. It's like next level scam fish. Yeah. I mean, this dude was literally meeting women on Tinder and then convincing them that he was just like a crazy rich guy with like some lavish lifestyle. And then would play the same scam where he would convince them that his life was in danger and he needed money to like get out of it somehow. And so many women gave him money. Yeah. There were ones that like took out loans to give him money. Like it just see, it's crazy. And this day and age, people are still this type of shit is so
1: annoying because most people are like genuinely good and for like that's the reason that someone can get away with something like that cuz people are like Sure, I trust you. I'm down to help. But one
0: fucking idiot does something like this and it makes humanity look so bad. Mm-hmm. Like
1: when aliens come, what
0: but are they going to think? I I maintain and I've said this for a long time that evil always wins because evil plays by a different set of rules. It doesn't have rules. Yeah, that's true. Damn. Well, that's a
2: fucking downer to end the show on. I don't oh, yeah. think aliens are coming, dude. I think they're going to f- like fly by Earth if they haven't already. And we're going to you know, just be like, fuck that. Be
1: like, yo, this shit is too crazy for me, bro. I can't. Um, But I heard the aliens were um actually in the middle of a protest. They're going to fly all their spaceships to Earth and park them around oh, yeah. Earth so we can't get uh-huh. out.
2: Yeah. The alien convoy. <laughs> the
1: alien convoys. Go. Yeah. <laughs> we just
2: have to freeze their bank accounts.
1: <laughs> Dude, well, we must. They're using a uh, alien coin. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm fucking talking about. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle Reel. Coming at you from the Crypto.com podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> the, the podcast arena. Podcast arena at Crypto.com Center. Um, Chris. Thank you for being on the show. Ben, ben, thank course. you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next time. Ben
0: won't. Bye. A Shishkin Productions Podcast.